is just amazing. Like it's seriously awesome. It's just good stuff. Like you can't say enough good things about traveling. So here's the big question. How are stepdad professionals like us who haven't shortcutted our home and work life and are putting in the time and effort to be successful at both? How do we scale and grow happy home and successful business without burning out while still having immense impact? That is the big question and this podcast can give you the answers. My name is Brian Rice and welcome to the Second Dad Boss Show. Me a little little longer episode. I'm gonna I'm gonna try something a little different. So I'm driving in the car. Got I don't know probably 20 minutes, 25 minutes, and so I have a, a little block of time. I wanted to, to chat for a bit, and, and you know usually I try to keep it really short and quick, right? So you're not eating up a bunch of time, and you have some succinct things that are are helpful and actionable, and maybe are just um, foundational in how you're thinking about things. But you know I. I've started spending a lot more time focusing on some of the areas that are really exciting, right? Exciting in terms of like things I like to do, things that have always brought me joy, things that have fed the soul, things that have been um, just all around positive. And in one of those areas, you know, if you if you journal about things or depending how you go about sort of identifying, you know, what those pieces are in your life. For me, one of the things that comes up is travel. And if I think back to, I mean, even in my formative years, right, jumping on a bicycle, jumping on, um, I think one of the things we had, you know, tricycle and then uh, we had a big wheel, right? And, And this other thing, I think we called it a whiz wheel, right? It was like the, you sat in it and the two handles on the side and big wheels and just loads of fun. But point of it was being on the go and seeing something from a different perspective and moving quickly and and, um, just going from one place to another. And it wasn't necessarily that you were leaving one place. It was that you were just always curious and always learning and always seeing different things. And so I think that travel ends up being one of those, one of those things in life that lots of people Lots of people do, right? Lots of people travel. Like if you look at airports, they're constantly expanding and growing. And, uh, the airlines are always advertising new flights and different routes and, and places where all of a sudden, you know, it's becoming a hub. And, and while it may have always been a popular place to travel, once you get airfare locked in there and it's, um, you know, air travel becomes more accessible, more routine, all the things go with it. Like all of a sudden, like, holy smokes, the numbers go up dramatically. And, and, um, you know, it makes me think about this, this story of uh, a, a man that worked for my father when I was growing up, and um, he'd never left the state where, where we lived, right? And, you know, middle-aged man, his entire life he spent within that city, within the surrounding counties where the business service, and then little bit further because there were some bigger cities you know a couple hours away but other than that like never left the state and it was one of those things where you're like are you, are you kidding me really how's that and, and no judgment you know i say are you kidding me like wow that's amazing like how could you actually 
pull that off in today's day and age. You know, living in and around the Washington, D.C. area, you can cross state lines on a daily basis if you need to easily, right, within 30 minutes or an hour drive. And, and so just thinking about that, though, this person that worked for my father had no desire to, right? Was, he was good, never had a passport, never needed one, um, never... And if you talk to him about it, you'd be like, man, I don't really care. I see what I need on the news and, you know, the rest of it, life's here, family's here, all that's good. And uh, But it was one of those things, as I got older, I had this just innate curiosity to travel and explore and learn about people and places. And, and you know, you can hear about it from stories, you can read about it in media, you can see it in, whether it's movies or the news or... You know, now with all the, the social media based on video, you know, on all the platforms, uh, you know, you can almost feel like you're there in some kind of augmented reality. And, but yet travel is still such an integral part of our, the fabric of our society because it infinitely allows the opportunity to grow and learn and experience and do all these different whether it's activities or different foods, you hear different words and how they're used, different voices, different slang. You know, I had a, I had some family that lived in North Carolina when I was growing up, and we'd, we'd go visit them, and invariably my brother and I would come back after two weeks down there saying, y'all, and not good, bad, and different, right? It was just instead of saying, hey, everybody, or saying, just, you know, you, you all would come back saying, hey, y'all, how you doing? People look at us and say, what are you talking about? What do you mean? But we'd go down to visit family in North Carolina. And, um, you know, that was just a prevalent word that was being used. So I say all this to talk about travel and why why it's important. And, and then as we dig a little deeper into it, you know, some of the ways that travel gets sensationalized, right? You look at the leisure and travel section in magazines or if you're, you know, privileged enough to, to be on commercial flights, right? There's always a uh, airline magazine. Most of the time now, there's an airline magazine in the seat pocket in front of you that you can look at, and it shows all the different routes. But it's really presented as this luxurious and very affluent type of movement around the world. So you're in your luxurious SUV vehicle taking you to the airport and you have food and everything available as you're waiting for your flights and then on the flights, you know, you see where I'm going with it. You have all these different facets of the travel itself, the itinerary that goes along with it. And um, it all leads towards this very luxurious and just affluent lifestyle. And, and I think what gets lost in the marketing of it is that what gets lost in the marketing of it is sometimes you don't need to travel anywhere. Sometimes you can go within an hour of your home in the same state. Sometimes you can go to a park or a green space in the middle or go to some type of cultural event or go to a a different city that maybe has a different history that's, you know, close by. And all of a sudden you start gaining these different kinds of perspectives, but it's easy to generalize it and say, oh, you know, where I'm at, for example, 
example, in the state of Virginia. Oh, you know, every it's Virginia, right? And it's, whether you go to Richmond or Alexandria or Roanoke or somewhere else on the border with West Virginia, you know, that's Virginia, right? But it couldn't be more different. The closer you get to the nation's capital, more urban and, and very uh, transient type of population that's there, the closer you get to the West Virginia border in the southern part of the state, much more rural, agricultural-based, resource extraction-based communities with a lot of history, right? A lot of uh, colonial time history to, to learn. It still figures very prominently today in what goes on there. And, and then, and that's just within the state, right? And then if we shrink it down a little further and let's go regional. So if you look at just the nation's capital area, let's there. A lot of very similar, and I would, I would submit somewhat homogenous type of activities, um, you know, whether it's on the D.C. Maryland border, on the D.C. Virginia border, very similar. And, and then go even more micro and look at the communities that's there. So in Alexandria or Arlington County uh, in Virginia, just across the border from the nation's capital, lots of green space and parks that are there. And, um, you see a lot of people that have some similar and common interests, right? And many of them, um, people are out walking their dogs. They're taking their kids on walks. They're playing games at the park. So whether it's a basketball hoop or throwing a baseball or kicking uh, a soccer ball or um, throwing the pigskin, right, the football around, there's plenty that's going on, but it's very similar to that. And so what's really exciting is you can start blending all these experiences and seeing just how to how to really um, increase the diversity in your life of all these experiences and how they can add to it as well, right? So one of the things, it's very easy when you come into the Washington, D.C. area, traffic, right? What's everybody talk about? Politics, traffic, expense. Those are probably the big three that come up right off the bat. And then military, right? But you could throw that in politics, sort of the government. So military, politics, government, sort of that facet, then people, there's just, you know, literally millions of people moving in different directions every day. And, you know, a couple hours up the road towards New York, it's, uh, it's even more extreme, right? The amount of people is even more, but for here, there's a lot of people, lots of traffic and, you know, but it's all relative, right? It's all perspective. If you're on the I-10 out on the West coast, going in and out of Los Angeles versus Route 66 or coming in off the Beltway in the D.C. area, you'd say, oh, the traffic in the D.C. area is nothing compared to I-10 at rush hour where you have two hours one way or another. But not to say there's not long commutes here in this area as well. But point being, so you think about what's here in terms of the nation's capital and some of the major themes that are here. But what you wouldn't know or what's not as commonly talked about, or at least it doesn't make the headlines, right, because it's not the main theme of the area, there's fantastic flyways for bird populations. They're not the same as what you find in the Dakotas or in the Midwest, where you've got sort of the straight shot from South America, Central America, swooping over through the Midwest and up into the northern states or up into Canada. But just 40, 50, 60 miles east-west of here on both sides, you have these incredible areas, whether it's the, the area of the foothills of Appalachia, or you go the other way and you have the different um, tidelands that are around 
the Chesapeake Bay. You have these incredible features. And, you know, one way to describe it, you could say, oh, you know, when I go to those places, me and a thousand of my new friends are all going in the same direction. And in some ways, it's sort of true, but not completely. You'll see a lot of traffic moving in different directions, but yet you can break off. And unless it's a holiday weekend, you know, a lot of times you can have a lot of these places pretty much to yourself or within, you know, good distance of the next person that's there as well. And so all this to say that travel, which is so, so critical in expanding our imaginations and, and feeding our wanderlust and providing information and learning opportunities that are there, as well as some of the other physiological benefits that are there as well. Um, you know, those are all so, so critical and important um, that that it's here as well. So it's trying to, to manage some of the other things, right, that people see as more unseemly or, or less reasonable living situations in terms of people and traffic and all that expenses here as well. So in the, maybe to go most micro or thinking about some of the things that are most local, there's a, a bunch of new um, areas that I've been exploring and there are parks that have been around for a while, but as I've been taking the pups out and walking them all over the place and, you know, getting them uh, accustomed and acclimated to other dogs and people and different environments, you know, there's lots of green space that has streams and paths running through the middle and, and you know, the, the bird population even now, even though we're in the winter months, like plenty of songbirds and resident populations that are there. And it's really, it's really great. Like it's easy to get to and, you know, people get lost and they're, well, I need to run out west and go to a giant national park to see what I, and don't give me wrong, those are amazing. There's a reason why they're national parks. There's a reason why state park systems have what they have and, you know, how they manage their, their natural beauty and resources. But the, locally, right, when you, when you want to, when your time's limited on what you can do and how far you can travel and, and what what mode you're traveling in, there's some incredible opportunities that are local and and right there. And they're they're building blocks, right? They're both building blocks for building, leading into other opportunities, right? Building blocks in terms of gaining experience and seeing different parks and how they're set up and different green space and just being out in nature as well as it's a great place to just reconnect right if you need five minutes ten minutes an hour hour and a half to go somewhere and sit on a park bench where you're not going to see a whole lot of people you want to read a book on a sunny day or listen to some some music or a podcast whatever it is or just go sit there with a pair of binoculars and watch the birds in the trees or take photos right whether you do macro photography or or anything else like great incredible spots to do that all over and i bet wherever you're at as well there's just as many and sometimes you know they get all overlooked right because the big travel books right they focus on the big marquee um, locations the big giant events the large and exciting and extravagant monuments right all the things that are there that are sort of if you're gonna get somebody or entice somebody to fly halfway around the world to come visit right what is it that you want to show them to say that though there's just as many that are just as incredible you know it's, there could be a, a local restaurant right that's been around for multi-generations and because it's there it creates its own 
community. It creates its own personality around it, even with other stores and, and other buildings and commerce that's been there um, to build along or grow along with it. You know, you'll you'll see that as well. So that's even that's exciting. So it's just appreciating everything that's around us, even in the midst of all the other things that we may think that are maybe less desirable. But being able to see through that haze and and um, and get to that place is really it's really special to be able to do it. Well, so I'm just pulling up to where I need to be and appreciate you rocking along, um, listening along, hearing what's going on. So uh, we'll catch you on the next one. So everybody be safe and have fun. We'll talk to you soon.